and welcome to the Escape with Nick and Adam. My name is Nick. If I'm wrong, nothing happens. We go to jail peacefully, quietly. We'll enjoy it. But if I'm right, then we can't stop this thing. Then you, Lenny, will have saved the lives of millions of registered voters. And I'm Adam. Welcome to the Escape, where we talk about entertainment, sci-fi, comics, action figures, pop culture, and everything else nerdy. Uh, tonight we are talking about Zaslav finally has his guys to lead DC Studios. Uh, we are talking about Wakanda Forever. Yes. Are you going to see it? We'll Am I going to we'll talk about it? Not yet. Whoa. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to spread the word. Trying to spread the word. My bad. My bad. My bad. Uh, we'll talk about all the other things going on with DC. And plus we got some action figure reviews coming up. We got some... I took an adventure today, Adam, to yes. Ollie's. Ollie's, yes. So we'll, we'll get there, but uh, let's start off with DC. Big news, they announced that James Gunn and Peter Safran are essentially they're the Kevin Feige of the, was kind of the DC films, DCEU, now has been rebranded as DC Studios. And Adam... James Gunn, Peter Saffron, is that a good move? Yes, I think that it is a good move. I'm not sure. It's not a bad one. It's not a bad one at all, especially the first indication that we're going to have one way or another to tell if this is going to be a good good move or a bad move. It's going to be the project and who's on the project. Now, I'm not saying I'm just going to uh, say a Catwoman movie. There isn't one, but a Catwoman movie, okay? And <clears throat> they've got this director set, and this is the screenplay writer. By the director, the project, and the writer, we'll be able to take a look at these two guys and say, okay, I'm with you so far. But if you tell me Taika Waititi is going to direct The Batman 2, then I know we've made a bad choice. Those are all far extreme examples, but that's what I'm trying to say. That's my hot take. Well, and getting back to the origins of you know Marvel Studios, you had John Favreau, you had Kenneth Branagh, you had Joss Whedon, all these essentially film geniuses, film heavy hitters, really starting the MCU, really getting the ball going, really getting you know the foundation laid. And uh, James Gunn was part of that. He came in, obviously, later with Guardians of the Galaxy. But I, I think it is a good move, but it's it's a very, like, tentative good. You know, like, I, I'm a Lions fan. I'm like, yes, there's hope and optimism. Yes. Very tentatively, though. Very tentatively. Yes. Um, so, I do have a lot it, of good things to say about James Gunn. So. Right. No, and like I said, there, he... As far as the comic book movie, comic book movies he's made, he hasn't made a bad one yet. Right. Now, can he be the guy who's put in charge of bringing forth, um, you know, the DC from the m absolute mess that it's become? Because uh, you know, from the Snyderverse, from everything that's come out of the last few years, uh, versus you know, all the things that were planned, that's as off cut, you know, all the. Uh, J.J. Abrams stuff that he was planning. 
is you know is James Gunn the right guy to lead DC Studios for along with uh, Peter Safran. Safran, uh, I was doing a little bit of research today, you know, because we're talking on the internet. Because why wouldn't he do research? Um, Peter Safran, he's you know he's the one of the big heavy heavy hitters as far as producers for that Warner Brothers has. He did uh, produce Aquaman. He did produce Shazam. But also, he produced all the like the Conjuring verse movies, which yeah, that kind of gets me exciting. Very big Blumhouse guy. So, um, like I said, James Gunn has done it with smaller, lesser known uh, comic book characters. Can I'm excited to see what he can do with the you know top tier guys. What can he do with Superman? What can you do with Batman? What can you do with Wonder Woman? What can you do with Catwoman? Yeah, all the all the top guys. What can he do? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think that the sky's the limit because I don't think it's misplaced. I don't think it's a misstep to say that we could expect him to do well. But at the same time, where you and I are kind of in danger is that we're 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 like lovers of the source material, right? We're like we love that stuff so it's hard to take ourselves away from it. But general audiences are going to be a factor in that too. Um, but I look at Brightburn and it's like, well, that's what he can do with an injustice type of a, a, a scenario. If there ever was one, um, did you like Brightburn? I did. I did like Brightburn. Um, cause, cause it, it is basically a knockoff Superman. Yeah. There's an Amazon woman at the end of the movie running across the country doing stuff too. They don't say it. They don't show her, but they talk about her. It's yeah. a, yeah, it's a, I think it was a new line cinema movie too. So that means, I don't know why they couldn't just, well, they didn't do it for the sake of the movies, but new line cinemas, uh, uh, Warner brothers subsidiary or whatnot. So, I mean, they, they had their, they had the rights to do what they needed to do. Um, and then, of course, you know, you've got the last Suicide Squad movie. Suicide Squad. I mean, I mean, it un unfortunately uh, did not do well financially, but but it also considered, considered one of the best things that DC came out with in the last five years besides the Snyder first. Better than the other Suicide, one, suicide, suicide Squad movie. In my opinion, I think it was better. I liked the other Suicide Squad movie. I really did like it, but I thought I liked this better. And and that movie, the suicide, the, the wait, I don't remember which one. The Suicide Squad is the James Gunn one. Correct. Okay, so that had an uphill battle though. It was an August release during COVID, COVID. and it had an HBO Max release. Uh, release at the same time. So I mean, it was. And let's not face it, the the even though, like I said, I liked the first Suicide Squad movie, the the Suicide Squad had an uphill battle just with the stigmata or the stigma of the first one. But I think you know, uh, Suicide Squad, the David Ayer's version was that was the perfect example of the train wreck behind the scenes that's going on at Marvel, at not Marvel, but Warner Brothers. I of agree. The the absolute just. No one wants to pick a direction. You're not going to let the director direct. You're not going to let you know anyone take the lead. You have so many people with you know putting their ideas, putting their fingers in the pie, if you will, that it all just turns into a, a 
you know, a bit of a shit show where, oh, we got to, you know, the rumor was, oh, we had to force a Joker into it. Be like, why? Why? Joker didn't need to be in that movie. No, he didn't. And you know why they had to put the Joker in, in the movie? Because somebody was like, well, we need the Joker. The Joker generates this much money, blah, blah, yeah. blah, or whatever test, it is. Test, test audiences say this. It's like, yeah. shut no, exactly, and 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 the old regime at Warner Brothers, and then and we will see now, because the old regime at Warner Brothers was very re reactionary. No one liked this, so we won't do that. Everybody liked this, so let's blow that up and and overdo it, you know. Um, and getting back to Peter Saffron, Peter Saffron has a, I'm not gonna say a great track record. He has a very good track record with, uh, the movies that he's put out with Warner Brothers so far. Um, one thing I'll say for this, he is, and I don't know exactly who's the architect, architect behind the Conjuring universe, but outside of any comic book universe, it's one of my favorite universes. I think what they did with that uh, little pocket universe was create a very, very cool little niche thing. Um, yeah. you know, actually keeping all the Conjuring movies together. Like, what is it? The Annabelle movies. Uh, none, I think, was one of the other ones, and really created a very cool little universe. I'm very excited to see, you know, once again what Peter Saffron can do with the the big boys. It was um, James Wan. James Wan. He was the same director of um, Aquaman, and uh, yeah, he he started the Conjuring universe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Hold on, I'm looking it up just to make sure. Yeah, I, you know, I went on IMDb and that was the Peter Saffron's produced essentially everything from the Conjuring universe. Like I said, I don't know exactly who was the uh, the architect of the whole thing, but uh, like I said, uh, I'm a fan of I'm a fan of the movies he's put out and he's produced. Yeah. Uh, can he take it to the heights that really DC needs it to go with? with the big boys with with your your big three with your uh you know can they fit all those characters into a coherent universe where let's be honest you already have the rock in that universe yeah Are, is that going to cause an issue with you know as much as as people always talk about you know the egos in hollywood and you know, people stars, people don't want to be, you know, overshown, you know, by, you know, by their stars where you already have one of the biggest stars on the planet and you already have Henry Cavill coming back as, as Superman. I mean, who else is willing to join this universe where they're not afraid to be overshown, you know, you know, outshined, if you will. I'll be honest. I want that flag back. I really do. I say I, I know a lot of people want uh, Ben Affleck back as Batman, but then that kind of leaves the well. What do you do with Robert Pattinson? Is that its own thing? It it's already is its own thing. That's not in the DC universe. It's it's not. But it, it not. wouldn't be. But it wouldn't be. Well, and this is part of the issue. Do you try and work that in? Do you try and work in? You know, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, or are we just kind of calling those as as we do in comic books? Are those one just shots. one shots one or mini series? Don't complicate it. One shots, and you don't have to have the Flash run into those universes. You don't need that. You can make those contents, and you can build your DCU 
just like you're still doing. Keep keep going with it. You're, you're okay. So we've told a little bunks, a few bunk stories. We can tell better stories. Just let's just keep going. But I don't see any reason you have to make it convoluted to the point where, well, now we got to bring in Pattinson's Batman just because one, it's already successful and a recognizable brand or whatever, or, or the opposite of that. We're afraid we'll confuse people. Fans of the Batman will go and see the Batman. Fans of you know, the DCU will go see those movies. Right, but also you're going to have a section of normie fans that are used to the Marvel Universe where it's all one continuous thing. Like I said, I think a big concern is confusing fans. Is they're like, hey, is Robert Pattinson... And here's the thing, if Robert Pattinson, let's say they, they end up do making a trilogy and the, the villains and heroes that they bring into that do... They try and like let's say that let's say they do what I've wanted them to do forever. Let's say they bring in a Mr. Freeze. Okay. Now are you saying that that Mr. Freeze is not a part of the DCE moving forward? Like it's all completely separate. Well, if you're never gonna show me Mr. Freeze in the Batfleck universe, then yeah, then show me Mr. Freeze over there. Give me something. You know what I mean? Right, but I'm just saying, like, let's say you've you know, who, I don't know who, who you would, and I'm just going to stick with Mr. Freeze, and, but you sign whoever wants to be Mr. Freeze because, it, you know, Matt Reeves did a great job with, you know, Robert Pattinson's Batman, and now you're just like, well, no, he's done. It's only one, one movie. We're, we're just going to keep him over here. And I, I, think, I, think, I think your comic, like, your, like I said, your average comic book reader understands what a one-shot is. I don't think your average... Uh, superhero movie will kind of get that. They'll understand why. Why is Robert Pattinson all the way like it's its own thing? I th I think that'll start to confuse uh, your average uh, comic book movie fan and not your average comic book reader fan. That may well be. Will it affect? It comes down to will it affect the box office sales? I don't know. Perhaps, but I still say if you're gonna tell, if you tell a good story, people will show up. You know, especially if you tell a good Batman story. Now, look, it's a unique situation too, Nick. That's Batman. You kid, you, there's no way you're gonna have some offshoot play the fish stick, um, Aquaman. This guy, you know. Right. So, so we're not gonna go into a world where there's a Zac Efron fish stick or you know Aquaman. I like saying fish stick because you know because a Joker called the the other one fish stick. Um, you know what I mean? So Batman's kind of a unique case. I'm with you. I like to say I want to see a universal like Mr. Freeze, but what if they nail Mr. Freeze in the you know DCU in the Batfleck universe, and then they don't nail him over there, or then you get two bad ones? You know what I mean? Um, well, my, my thing, I don't want like two parallel DC EUs, right? I don't want like well, we've got this Pattinson universe, and now we've got, let's say you know the Affleck universe because. But they're both successful, but they'll never inter intermingle. And it'll be one of those, I, if they're both successful like in their own rights, but they don't cross over because, well, we just decided this, you know, back whenever. I was like, it's just, I think it could very, very quickly become a mess. If handled poorly. Yeah. I... Which, which also, what you might need a flashpoint beyond type of thing to fix it to reset it so who knows 
because that's Flash. because that because that movie is being completely overhauled from uh, Ezra Miller, from what I understand, is pretty much out there reshooting the crap out of that thing. Yeah. Well, here's the here's the only Which, problem right, that I have. Rightfully so, by the way. Yeah, I don't. Well, yeah, but um, you, we can't make that movie. We can't. That's not achievable. It's just not the 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 idea of of introducing a, the Batman Flashpoint to integrate and say it's going to bring in the Batman and bring in others. They can't do it because they can't execute it. They're not there yet. They're not ever near that. They need to take this shit back to for, formula and continue to build this new phase and get it somewhere. You know what I mean? And 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 steer the ship on this uh, whole Ezra Miller Flash movie and get it. Get it ready to go. We've canceled Batgirl. We've moved on. Are we going to do a second Batman movie with Rob Pattinson? Yes, we are. Okay, fine. Let's do it. Are we going to be connected into the next world? I don't think so. I think we we worry about what's connected with Blue Beetle and Booster Gold and kind of let a little bit of th things grow. Maybe you got to chop down some of the hedges, but definitely some decisions have to be made. It'll be it's going to be interesting. Well, and you already have your first building building block into the Zaslav universe with Black Adam, and right. that was a complete like, why, <laughs> why, why is that the first of the building blocks? Like, I understand the Rock and I understand that, but at the same time, it's like, um, yeah, no one knows who Black Adam is, but he's going to be in. The, but he's going to be in the movie. He's going to be in the upcoming movies because now we we've already set up Henry Cavill and and the Rock. Right. So it, I, I am. That is my concern with moving forward. Is they've just, in order to try and clean up what has come before, and trying to like we all know what they're trying to do, but it's like they're trying to make it work with the random bits and pieces that they had before, and like I said, it can, it can work, but you just you got to be an absolute magician at this point. So, I said blast off and let's see where it goes. What's the worst that could happen? Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> the worst that can, the worst that can happen is that the next movie or whatever they you know it, it is a Batman and Robin. That's the worst thing that can happen. And guess what? Then Zaslav says no more comic book movies. This is stupid. Yeah, because to tell you the truth, and I'm sitting here on a, on a podcast where I love comic books. See, I can do this podcast and I can still talk about comic books. I don't have to think that comic book movies need to be made if they suck. Think about yeah. it. Think about no, it. No, I well, no, well, that's the thing. We because now, what 25 years ago, uh, we were like, oh man, I really hope they make this. Oh man, I really hate. You know, hope they make this. Now it's the point. Like, please stop making crap. Please right. stop. Just yeah. pump the brakes. If you're not gonna, yeah. How many examples do we have now? You know, She-Hulk, the latest. We have. I'm terrified for Wakanda Forever. Um, just so many things. Where like, if you're not gonna take it seriously, just don't even, don't even freaking do it. And yeah. uh, getting to so uh, one of the fallouts from Henry Cavill being announced is. He is leaving The Witcher 
and he's going to be replaced by Liam Hemsworth. Now, there was just an article that basically, I don't know if it's an article, I apologize, I shouldn't say that, uh, but there's been rumors floating around that the writer's room for The Witcher essentially hates the source material. Just, they they make fun of the fans, they make fun of the fans who like this, they make fun of, they, they essentially hate the source material, which is the books, the video games, the whole thing. And then you have Henry Cavill, who is who loves the source material, loves the games, loves the books, like will literally sit there and go back and forth with you about it. And it's just like what what are what have we come to where people where the writers take a job where they hate the job? Like, okay, I've had jobs where I've hated the job I'm doing. But, you know, you still respect the work enough to actually, you know, try really hard. Sure. sure. Like, hey, like, I hate, like, slinging pizzas all day, but you know what I'm still going to do? I'm still <clears throat> going to make pizzas the way that they want me to make the pizzas. I'm not just going to be a total a-hole and put whatever I want on it. Because, at, because you still have customers to satisfy in some way, shape, or fashion, even if you don't like the damn job that you're doing. Right. Well, I mean, is The Witcher uh, got poor writing right now? Or oh I yeah, I don't watch. No, that's uh, no. As I, I like Henry Cavill. I tried giving The Witcher a try. It's not my thing. It's very. It is very. He was very it, naked in the first uh, episode, wasn't he? He walked around. So. Well, yeah, he walked around naked. Yeah, there's the meme where he's in the hot tub. So a lot of ladies like that. Um, it's fantasy, but it's very, you know, fantasy monsters, the whole thing. It's, it's a fun show. It's just, maybe I just tried to watch at the same, at the, at a bad time. But I remember the first season was well, well received. And then they, the second season was not, uh, very well received. And basically a lot of fans were saying that's not, that's not the character. That's not how that should have been, you know, basically what fans do. Uh, they when you mess with the source material and you're trying to interject whatever you're trying to interject. Well, every um, fan who's ever loved anything ev everywhere that every you know. every nerd who's ever complained about something, I don't care if it's a comic book or a book. Like my, I could have my wife on here and she can tell you all the things uh, wrong that with all the books that she's read where they've tried to be adapted to the either the big screen or little screen and shit. They'd be like, "Yep, yeah, no, that's not right." Um, but I mean, that's just what fans do. Uh, I think Henry Cavill's very much like, uh, thank you very much. I'm out. Liam Hemsworth, good luck with that because I, I think it's going to be an absolute shit show for uh, moving forward. And Liam Hemsworth, God bless you. You're going to have to get in the gym there, sir. Is, is, he, is he playing the same character? Yep. Oh, He's playing yeah, you Yeah, you got to follow up Henry Cavill. Which, and it's so, <laughs> Henry Cavill's huge. Yes, and it's one of those things where it just shows you how classy of a dude he is. Like he's just like, hey, like, and hey, thank you, fans, thank you, everybody I worked with, you know, yada yada yada, and good luck, Liam Hemsworth. I'm I'm sure he'd be great. And it's just like, like as classy as can be. As and and everybody like me hoped that this would happen. I'm sorry, Witcher fans, but we all want Superman back. Yes, and but that's the good news. It's like so. My, my hope is you're going to be so busy being Superman that you had to drop out of essentially everything. And that's this is kind of what I think it's going for. So uh, 
yeah, sorry, Witcher fans. Sorry, uh, everybody who, uh, you know, if you were a Witcher fan that likes season two, enjoy uh, Liam Hemsworth. But we're going to take Henry Cavill, and he's going to be Superman for hopefully the rest of his life. So, I hope it's a long life. I am now about to interrupt this podcast with a fantasy pick. Nick, what does Henry Cavill do as Superman? What is the end game? What do we want to see here, folks, today? Or, Dan, you know, what do we want to see? Kingdom Come. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I want yeah. him I want him to be Superman so long where he actually naturally has the great, uh, the, the salt and pepper great. You know, Kingdom Come's a tall order, though, right? I mean, that's a that's He's, a very that's a very tall order. I I think he can do it. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about for him. It's just right. a few minutes ago, like when we were, I meant what I said a few minutes ago. You know, just to reiterate, when we were saying, "Oh, do we get the Flashpoint Batman and all this to and do this to reset?" I don't think they can achieve that yet. At all, I don't even. I think that we're like a decade away from that kind of, that kind of storytelling and that kind of writing. So, um, uh, Kingdom Come, on the other hand, it's like Kingdom Come came out of nowhere, right? It was this end of world, end of time story, right? And and can I tell you, like one of the stupidest takes I've ever had in my entire life, mm-hmm. and I I know we talked about it before how much I hated Alex Ross's work at the time because it wasn't comic booky enough. <laughs> right. So did I. Like, it doesn't look like comic book stuff. Oh it's my not, god. It's not Jim Lee. Moron. Moron. And then as an adult I start reading and looking at it and I'm like, you are the dumbest kid. Absolute ever. masterpieces. Oh my gosh. Jeez. Oh. I mean, but it, it comes out it, it's already it starts out in a in a in a future. And what we when we mention Kingdom Come, what makes me go, uh when I say that we can't achieve that yet, what's gonna happen to get to that future? And that that's the that's that in that area where they just don't need to they don't need to figure it out. You know what I mean? I I, I don't know. I don't know. It makes I would love to see Henry Cavill in Kingdom Come. I really would. I just don't know if it's achievable. That's a later Nick and Adam issue. So yeah. That that's a that's a long way down the line up. Okay, so who's the villain? Who's the villain? Everybody wants Brainiac. Everybody wants Brainiac. You give me Brian Cranston. Ooh, is Brainiac? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I like what you're putting down. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. Wow, could you imagine that? Yeah, you just did. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Brainiac, Brian Cranston, Brainiac. Oh man, did you ever watch uh, Superman Unbound, the animated no. movie where he fights Brainiac? Hey. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, That's right. I That's think so. That's adapted from Jeff Johns and Dick Donner's writing, dude. Dick. That's Jeff Johns, Dick Donner. You know, uh, you know Dick Donner, right? Yeah. No, that's yeah. 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 Jeff Johns, Dick Donner, and Gary Frank. All three of them worked on the action comics at that time. And we're not talking like their work on a special run of fucking action comics. Right. 
the the Jeff Johns, Dick Donner, and uh, Gary Frank run of Action Comics. And I have it. Oh, my God. It's some of our most coveted comic books. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, that's it. That's what I want to see. I want to see that. I want to see that and, and Last Son. <clears throat> so no Jonathan Kent crap. Uh, you know what Last Son's about, right? Last no, Last Son is about Zod and Ursa uh, having a child within the Phantom Zone that they abuse to a point, and Kalal saves the boy from the Phantom Zone and begins to raise him because he has no other father. So they call and they name the boy Chris after Christopher Reeve. And it's and you know how I always talk about how I don't like the idea of superheroes having children. So this yeah, pre- you, you hate Damien Wayne. There are certain exceptions. I'm not. I don't hate. I don't hate Damien Wayne. I do prefer Dick Grayson. Um, <clears throat> but Lois Lane. This is this is before she's ever pregnant with Jonathan Kent. When Clark is proposing this to her the idea of raising this kid. She says, Clark, we're not meant to be parents. I'm here to, you're here to defend the truth and save the world. And I'm here to expose the truth and tell it to the world. We have no business being parents. And I love that particular take on their relationship. All right, real quick. Uh, Cause uh, Gary from neurotic had an interesting choice for a future Joker. And I want to show him real quick. Since you do not watch uh, House of the Dragon, this is the kid who plays uh, Amon. Amon? Real quick. So this is Ewan Mitchell. And just real quick, because he's, he, he's freaking amazing in House of the Dragon. What do you think of him as a possible Joker candidate? Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he looks like the Joker. Actually, he looks like a Brian Ballin Joker. Yeah, he's, he's a Joker. yeah, he's a younger guy too, I believe. Yeah. So he is. But if you think about the art from the Killing Joke, you know what I'm talking about when I say Brian Ballin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got that nice long face. Uh, for yeah, yeah. Doesn't, he's got. He doesn't say how old he is, but he's got to be. Uh, he he can't be very far into his twenties. So, well, that was. In, I was just like, just as we're talking about. <laughs> excuse me. Uh, DC casting stuff. So. All right. Um, is there anything else that we need to talk about? As far as uh, Captain. No. Okay. I was gonna say Captain America, but. All right. Not what per se Captain, Captain America, but the the them they're talking about the rumors going around that uh, Thunderbolt Ross is going to turn into Red Hulk and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, are they going to fight? Yeah, uh, they bet Henry, uh, not Henry Cavill, Harrison Ford as Thunderbolt Ross, which I was not a fan of that rumor. I'm not a fan of that it came to fruition because uh, I love Harrison Ford. He's one of those guys who can. Just move on. Just move on. Fortune um, and glory, kid. Fortune and glory. I don't know why. Like, why is he hanging around? Like, why? Like, seriously, why? 
What do you got to prove? You've already been Indiana Jones. You're Han Solo. He's got another uh, Jones movie coming out, right? Yeah, yeah. That that freaking disaster. That's you know what that thing is. That's the giant ball from Raiders Lost Ark at the beginning. Like that's the giant ball. That's the thing. Like that is gonna that's gonna kill me. That's gonna kill me. That one. What did, what did you think of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? I'm so much older and more mature now. <laughs> I, you know, it, it sucks because it's very much in line with just, just being such a George Lucas fanboy. I'm like, hey, it's fun. It's got it. It's not terrible. And then, like, you look back, you're like, not good. Like the whole alien thing. The whole. Uh, well, was, there's truth to that. I didn't know this, but the crystal skulls are real. Right. But they're yeah. not from aliens. Well, you know, it's open to speculation. <laughs> well, that was always the pro that was always the best th best thing about the Indiana Jones movies because they were for the most part very grounded. Obviously, you know, when you open open the Ark of the Covenant and it nukes everybody. Um I think just the alien thing was just a bit too far. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean I mean, but they're here. They walk among us. Yeah. Well, and we got them in the sky all the time. Right. You know. Now, so far, everybody's like wondering if he's telling the truth. He is. But, okay, all joking. Well, all non-joking and all, all, all facetiousness aside. I mean, there's lots of strange, strange evidence out there that goes back a long time about those, those damn skulls. I... That was, I, at the time, I agreed with you. I agreed with you at the time, like the alien stuff. Like this is Indiana Jones. Today, I say bold choice, uh, not necessarily the right choice, but it was a bold choice. I will say that. Um, I think it was a long line. This sounds like a really good title, but right. I, I, I think in my own personal paranormal, you know, interest and all that stuff. If I was a little kid and I knew all about the Crystal Skulls, that might have been an adventure I'd have had by myself with my action figures. Would I have made a whole movie about it? I don't know. Probably. Bold choice. Bold choice, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. But what's this one about, though? I mean, we said all, we never say the same thing twice now with Indiana um, Jones. That's the rule. We have four movies about four different things. All right. Hold on, because this is going to take some. Uh, I'm going to. Pull this up real quick because it is night. Uh, yeah. Indiana Jones. Short brown return hopes. Moments. And looking, I forgot what we were doing, Kermit. <laughs> All right, so this is Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones 5, the entire cast so far. This is from March. And I'm trying. So the Indiana Jones franchise has been dormant since. Dude, it's 
It ain't good. That's why I'm trying. I want to get. It ain't, it, good. It, it ain't good, dude. There's time travel. I'm. I'm telling you. What? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I really hope that. Um, I hope in 18 years that I'm I'm robust and alive, and I say, bold choice. Yeah. Fine. See, if we had a different style of podcast, we could talk about time travel. Because it's happened. Has it, though? Yeah. So this is... All right, this one's from CBR from last year. Uh, Indiana Jones 5 rumored plot, plot involves Nazis and the 60s space race. Sounds intriguing so far, but... Uh, all right, so uh, the cover to story character details for Indiana Jones 5 are failing to fame. The film will unfold against the backdrop of the 1960 space race between the U.S. and Soviet Union to reach the moon. Co writer director James Mangold previously hinted that the fifth Indiana Jones movie will take place at partially in the 60s era in New York City. What's more, the Illuminati has reported Indiana Jones 5 co-star Mads Mikkelsen is set to play a Nazi scientist. So, like, it all sounds good so far, but I'm trying to get this. I'm telling you right now, if this movie would have been made in 1996, it would have been called Indiana Jones in Space. (laughs) No time for love, Dr. Jones. Yeah, no time. I'm trying to because I it because it's it dude it's so bad, uh. But we'll, we'll, we might have to uh, might have to come back to it. But I will tell you this: when that movie comes out, I'll be there on opening day. I will be there. So uh, we also know Phoebe Waller Bridge will play a key role in the movies in, as Indy's assistant, Nixon Thomas, Antonio Banderas, Toby Jones. Someone. Why don't they bring Short Round back? They're supposed to. Wow. But it's dude. It, it's so basically, it's very much uh, MCU. MCU ish is where uh, basically Indiana Jones dies and is replaced by one. Why make the movie if you're gonna kill him? Indiana Jones never dies at the end of the movie. Uh, because uh, he is a white, evil, evil white man who does that. That's a bit of a leap, sir. Is it, though? Is it? Well, yeah, considering, you know, he saved everybody when the... Uh... <laughs> he saved everybody from the Nazis and the KGB. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You no, know, but, I've, uh, I've probably talked about it on the podcast before, but... You know, when you are an adult and you watch Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade through after being a kid and watching it and no, remember that show, the Indiana Jones Chronicles? Yeah, they had uh, River Phoenix, right? No, no, River Phoenix was at the beginning of the of the oh, that's right, of of the Last uh, Crusade. He played young Indy there, but and but that's part of what I'm about to say too. And then he finds his so Indy finds his dad captive in a Nazi 
prison or whatnot. And he goes to save him, and we're running out of the building. And this tells you the kind of father that Indiana Jones had. The Nazi comes up, Indy pulls out a piece, blows him away, and fucking kills him right there. And what does his father say? Junior, what did you do? I can't believe what you just did. Come on, Dad, let's get out of here. This man's never killed anyone in his life, and he just watched his son kill this dude like Han Solo style and to, to get him to escape. That, that, that he hadn't seen in a long time, and that's the reintroduction. As the first thing he says, Junior, what have you done? I can't believe what you just did. I can't did. believe what you've done. Yeah. And he's like, he's in my way, Dad. You know, and we're all like, it's Indiana Jones, dude. You don't but, know. Of course, he just shoots people to get them out of his way. That's what guys do. So then my point is, they didn't show me anything like that in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And they're never going to show me anything like that in Indiana Jones Travels Time and Space. But you know, they did show you in the Kingdom Skull. Swinging through trees like monkeys. Why? I don't know. Come on, Shayla Boff was in it. That was, they tried to pass the, the mantle off to him. It's not a mantle character. Thank you for they introducing tried. me to the word. It's not though. There's no such thing as the next in there was never there was never the next thing as the next Theodore Roosevelt, was there? No. Everybody got a teddy bear. Exactly. Huh. Think All right about that. Damn, Indiana Jones is Theodore Roosevelt, no way. All right. He's a All badass. Right. Oh, it, totally badass. Jeez. Um, Adam, I have, I have a question to ask you. Are you sure. planning to go and see Wakanda Forever opening weekend? Yeah, probably so. But is it but And this is the thing. Remember when, like, it was not even a question if you were going to see a Marvel movie on opening weekend? Here's the thing is, I'm going to see this movie, and I don't really want to go see it. <laughs> That's where I, I, I have, like, that weekend when it comes out, that's when I have, I, I told, like, I have four family members who all have the same birthday, like, five days apart. And I always say, like, hey, we're doing one thing. If you guys just want to do a movie, if you guys just want to go out to dinner somewhere, that's fine. And... I'm really going to try and avoid the, hey, Wakanda's coming out because, you know, I'd rather be like, I'd rather go see Black Adam again, Frank, instead of uh, Wakanda Forever because, it, because before Black Adam came out, I was like, all right, we'll go check out Black Adam. It'll be fine. You know what? I'm kind of getting like that, getting that little excited for, you know, Wakanda Forever. And then they released. Three videos, three short sequences from the movie, and I went, what the actual bleep is this? Mm. Do you want to Adam? No. No. You want to? No, let's go. All right. Let's do I mean, we're, we're, I say we're, we're going to copy, get copyright strike. It's fine. But uh, I'm going to do my best not to. But just uh, can, buckle up. I need my Dr. Pepper Zero. That's ridiculous. Nothing should taste this good. What? Dr. Pepper. 
Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Uh, I truly love me some Diet Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper Zero, and Coke Zero. And I'm starting to like Sprite Zero, too. I can't do the... Uh... I can't. I can't do uh, Mountain Dew Zero. Can't do it. Oh, I did try it. I liked it. Stop right there. All right. Can you hear this? Yeah. Not now. Okay. I paused it. Stop right there. Who are you? And how did you get in here? This place is amazing. The air is pristine. And the water. All right, we're going to have to pause it periodically. So we have Angela Bassett and uh, our Namor character here. This is supposed to be kind of like their first introduction to each other. So, uh, Adam, I don't mean to call out people's acting abilities, but, like, this looks like garbage. And it sounds like garbage. And it's being acted like garbage. <laughs> Well, Which I mean, is shame because, because Angela Bassett's a fantastic actress. And yeah. the, sh the woman playing Sherry did a great job, but I'm just like, certain things just have to be like, guys, this, this, ain't, this ain't good, guys. Yeah, I don't... I, I haven't seen enough to... I know it's a little overdramatic, but are they... Is he inside of, like, Tatala's tomb or My something? mother told stories about a place like this. So, a protected land with people that never have to leave. That never have to change who they were. What reason do you have to reveal your secret to the world? I am not a woman who enjoys repeating herself. Who are you? I have many names. My people call me Ahkukunkan. But my enemies call me Namor. So that is our introduction to not Namor, Namor. Now, I'm going to repeat what I heard on a previous podcast I was listening to today. I'm like, did they just have a Mexican character cross the border into a new country? Stop. <laughs> That's what they did. He's 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 Atlantean though. He's or is he? Does that did this sound Atlantean? Well, they don't oh, sound yeah, Wakanda either. All my life, all my life. Oh, and we're gonna have uh, yeah. Oh, there's Ironheart. Oh, goody. They came from the water. Wait, Ironheart's in this? They had superhuman skills. Yeah. He's coming. I thought Ironheart was going to be a show. No, Iron. That's Ironheart one is. of the things. That, oh, I know they're doing a show, but they're bringing uh, Riri Williams. Essentially, the funny thing is, they're going to go kidnap her and bring her to Wakanda, whether she wants to or not. So, mm. you know, it's not like, you know, involving human trafficking in your movie because it's the right thing to do dude dude i'm just saying you are when, when you is are that ever okay it's that's not human trafficking it's kidnapping i'm going kidnapping but you know you there's plenty of heroes that have to get kidnapped and thrown into the mix all the time <laughs> not, not, not children 
<laughs> Listen, here's my thing. This is it. Here's my whole hot take. When I say another reason, and, and this actually all of you're not helping their 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 fight here. But I'm just not excited about this next phase of Marvel at all. No. I say the only thing I'm only moderately thing. excited about is Deadpool, and they've already pushed that back. So, but yeah, I, I'm, broken people I'm not excited can about be great this. I will tell you what this sounds like. Introducing Namor was really an opportunity to introduce another sovereign ruler of a group of people. He shows up representing Talo Khan. So you hear all like the um, that 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 music the. Like the tribal type music and all that, like the uh, which we call it, almost like the island music. Doesn't this sound like it's 1998 and this is Disney's latest animated movie that they're putting out? And it's this is what it sounds like, you know? Yeah. Be, well, and here's the problem: they don't like, feel one like one of the things. Good. This feels like a Disney movie. That's what it feels like. It doesn't feel like a Marvel Studios movie. Well, it yeah. what, what, what's the last thing be, after Endgame? What's the last thing that actually felt like like Marvel? Spider Man: No Way Home, and it wasn't really Marvel. No, I mean it's it, it. But it's been a long time since they put out something that was like, oh, this feels, you know, that it gives you the same vibes as Iron Man. No. Yeah, no, because that was Marvel Studios. This is just Disney. This right. is Disney now. It's it's because really the if I close my eyes and I would just listen to that trailer, listen to the music behind it, listen to the dialogue, it you sounds, think it was a cartoon. That's right. It sounds like a Disney animated movie, you know. Yeah. This yeah, I can hear Don LaFontaine this summer. Come to see. The no, come to see Namor. I love how you go, roll, no roll. I am not someone who is used to repeating herself. It's like, Angela Bassett, you're better than this. You're better than that. You're better than rolling the tongue on occasion just to try and make it sound like like you're classy, like you're you know, right. a ruler. I'm like, and this isn't a sound bad, but like, one of the things that drove me nuts about Black, about, about the first Black Panther movie. Do you need drums playing the entire bleeping movie? <laughs> I, I don't remember all the drums. But... It drove me insane. I was like, there's other instruments that you can use besides just a tribal drum. It's like, in, it's like going like, we're going to make an 80s movie and every single time that there's like music playing in the background, it's going to be like shrieking guitars the entire time. I'm like, that'd be stupid. Like just the, oh, it literally gave me a headache. Like, because I, wa I didn't watch it in the theater. We watched it like well after I'm sitting here. I'm like, seriously, with the bleeping drums the entire time? And I'm just like, if they're just going to turn everything up that they did in Black Panther and try and up everything a little bit more. I don't want to see this, Adam. I don't want to see it. <laughs> well, don't really. I mean, you don't have to. Uh, this is going to... Okay, this is... And getting back to my original point, because for me, uh, Marvel... I'm, I, I think this is going to do well still financially, but I think oh, there's a oh, lot... Yeah. 
But I think there's going to be a lot of people who are going to wait and go, you know, they're going to see how it does during the you know opening weekend. And then they're going to, you know, because I'm wondering what the drop off is going to be. Because after like Love and Thunder, the drop off for Love and Thunder was gigantic. It was historic. Well, it was a bad how bad it was. movie, though. It was a horrible I, movie. I think this is going to be a terrible movie, but it's going to be one of those movies where it's a tribute to Chadwick Boseman, so you can't say anything bad about it. I'm going to say, I, I won't say a bad thing about Chadwick Boseman, but I will rip this movie apart. Okay, I agree. But we're talking a to different level of bad, though, when we talk about Love and Thunder. Like, we'll like, see. Well, kind of forever better not be tongue and cheek, cheek and slapstick funny. That's exactly what Love and Thunder was, no, and, and I think and, it's and no business being that. I think it's going to be a different level of bad. I think it's going to be. Because I can Marvel, take a Mar Marvel's got Marvel's got a habit of trying to cram too much stuff into a movie. Right. You're well, trying to you're trying to cram in a Chadwick too. a Chadwick Boseman tribute. You're trying to. Uh, cram in Riri Williams' Ironheart. You're trying to cram in the introduction of well, you're introducing Riri Williams and you're introducing uh, Namor. Namor. I, I put air quotes around that. Namor. Because that, that was one of, I thought that was one of the biggest failings of Love and Thunder besides all the joke and humor was you try to fit in Gore the, Gore the God Butcher storyline, you try to put in the Mighty Thor storyline I forget, you know, just trying to compare, you know, the other silly ass. Uh, well, what, what pissed me off is they took away from the main storyline, and that was the love triangle between Mjolnir, Thor, and Stormbreaker. And I know I felt like it never got resolved, and uh, I'm still waiting. I, I, I'm looking forward to the sequel. Uh, hopefully, they just do a spinoff show that's just about that. Yeah, I think they need a Disney Plus show about the love triangle between Stormbreak and Mjolnir. Yeah, Thor, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Because not, not, nothing says badass uh, God of Thunder like him loving his tools. God of Thunder. And rock and roll. All right, what else? What else we got? What's some, what's some good escape, good news, fun stuff? What do we got? Yeah, let's screw. It. Let's get to the toys. I'm tired of uh, talking about this nonsense. So, did you, Adam, did, did you see McFarland's doing a dead man? Uh, did you check our uh, Instagram? Hold on, let's go check. I'm just gonna tell you right now. Yes, we did. <laughs> yeah, because there's a. Uh, I think I saw it on our Instagram. <laughs> I had it up be before uh, Toy Biz. Toy Shiz. Did, did you? I did. All Check right. The Check the time stand, people. I beat him once. So there we go. So we got the... De Golly, that thing looks good. Wow. Wow. Uh, gold, gold label 7-inch Dead Man coming at the sneak peek. No release date announced, I believe. But yeah, that's, uh, that's fantastic. He's doing it, dude. He's giving us the Justice League Dark. We've got Etrigan. We've got Dead Man now. Oh. Oh, man. Are we going to go get proper Constantine besides the Page Puncher? Well, what's wrong with the Page Puncher? 
looks okay. Yeah, um, you're not allowed to make that call because you're good with paint. But it's you're see, not it's, qualified. It's, it's, it's the head, great. it's the head sculpt for me, honestly. Really? I'm That's not it. the biggest fan of the head sculpt. I think I don't know. I don't know what I want, but I just I don't know. Uh, but I do like that. So sorry uh, for yawning. Yeah, but anyway, so uh, if you want to find out, but we're probably going to talk about on the show, go to our Instagram, Nick and Adam. And one of the other things I want to bring up real quick is, uh, oh, not that. Uh, this one right here. So bad news about the House of the Dragon two season two release date. Basically, uh, it's such an expensive and complicated show to make. It's not coming out till 2024, and they have no release date set. But um, I really hope just to troll uh, Amazon Prime, they kind of wait until they put out the second, the second season of Rings of Power, <laughs> or may, or maybe by the time the second season of Rings of Power comes out, uh, HBO will be on its third season of House of the Dragon, because that would be that'd be the epic troll of all trolls. You're terrible, man. <laughs> that was, that was, that's you know they Amazon has it coming for that nonsense. Amazon so. has it coming. Has it coming? I'm with you, man. That's it. So speaking of that, so our I was gonna say our friend. He's not our friend, but I. You ever <laughs> listen to you ever listen to so much show so much you're like I know him. Yeah. But, oh uh, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know Chris Gore, but I do know he's from Michigan. Uh, but. Basically, I think he was on the Midnight's Edge podcast and basically said, hey, uh, the showrunners for Rings of Power, they're basically out. They're going to get moved. And they're, they're just going to get someone more experienced in there. And I think that's, you have to do that. You just have to do Like, how did, you, how did you not do that in the first place? Because you just went like, you know what it was, Adam? You know who we can blame for this once again? J.J. Abrams. Uh-oh. J.J. Abrams has now racked up, like, if he were a trophy hunter, like a like a hunter, he would have on his mantle, he'd have Star Wars, Star Trek, and now Lord of the Rings. He's got the big three as far as nerd stuff goes. Come on, those first two Star Trek movies were good, though. Were they? Yeah. They were, they were serviceable, but see, the that's the thing with, with freaking... That's the, the biggest problem with J.J. Abrams. He does the whole, oh, that's a big surprise. Everybody knew Khan was in the second movie. Everybody knew it. You tried to go, no, it's not. It's John Harrison. Shut up. Everybody knew. Everybody and their brother knew that was going to be Khan. Right, right. No, I get you. I'm not saying he's good with the fake out. I'm just saying those two movies were pretty good. No, he does... He He's the master of the big mystery box and then by the time you actually get to the open the box right that sucks just dumb he wants to do a val zod movie but call it kal-el dumb yeah that's not happening thank you david saslaw yep you know i don't understand that either like why wouldn't you want to do the val zod version never mind yeah no it's Anyways, that's getting back into the dub. Yeah, so uh, do you want to do, 
Are Sorry you about that. Sorry about that, Planet Houston. Huh. A little tired there. Do you want to do uh, Last Ronin figure, or do you want to do Talon? Well, let's do Last Ronin last, because Last Ronin is probably better. Okay. All right, so I'll share my screen then. All right. I've got freaking Gene Simmons stuck in my head. Gene Simmons? <laughs> All right, here we and go. Rock and roll. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, meanwhile, on the escape, we bring you DC Multiverse, Todd McFarlane Toys, the talent. That's right, folks. And there he is on all of his glory. Uh, he comes with two swords, two knives. He's got the trading card in the back. Uh, he's got the um, double-jointed knees, double-jointed uh, elbows. He's got a bicep swivel, which everybody knows I'm a big fan of the bicep swivel. Um, this is a look at the box art on the back. Uh, I love it when the box art is actual comic book accurate. Like I believe this is a Capullo. Uh, and here's a little closer up uh, shot at that, some of the detail. And don't you guys worry. I didn't forget to get even closer. Uh, I just, mm, just beautiful artwork right here. Um, so beware the court of owls that watches all the time, ruling Gotham from a shadow perch behind granite and lime. They watch you at your hearth. They watch you at your bed. Speak not a whispered word of them, or they'll send a talent for your head. That's right. And here he is. Oh, looking confused here. Like, huh? I'm awake. Look at looks like. How many licks does it taste to get take to the center of a lollipop? Well, kind of glad you mentioned it. Kind of glad you mentioned that because as you can see here, like I wanted to show you these these different little views. I did happen to notice. Remember me, remember me. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? <laughs> That's kind of look like Beaker. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, he's pretty badass though. You can look, you can see the detail work here in his um, like pendant or pin or whatnot, the court of owl symbol that he has. Um, I love the head sculpt. I mean, he does look like fucking Beaker. I mean, let's let's be honest. Um, but his 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 talons here look great. Uh, um, here he is next to the old man bat, getting ready to fight the old man bat here. So here's a little size comparison. We can see he comes with two blades. So uh, they kind of like I don't. What kind of sword is this, Nick? Do you know what kind of sword these are? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so they got the uh, extreme angle uh, sword, and uh, he's like, "Ooh, maybe I put my weapons away and not eat my fellow bat." There he is up against the uh, Dark Knight himself. Um, again, I love the colors, the color scheme on this Batman Rebirth because they utilized this purple, uh, and the purple uh, is a nod to the original uh, design of Batman because he had purple gloves in his first appearance. Uh, and then here's a little bit more with the uh, Red Robin coming in there to give old uh, Bruce a hand. Here's a little bit more uh, of that for us. Now, here's something I didn't like, right? So we take a look at the action figure back here, and we've got the the sheaths, you know, if you will, for the sword. 
Now, here's the side view. You see how they're just kind of slit open for them? I'm not sure how I feel about that. I think I saw that on old G.I. Joe designs when we were kids. But it's, I don't know it's why. Funny that, it's funny that you say that because uh, one of the things I started, one of the channels I started watching was Shadiversity. Shadiversity is uh, kind of the YouTube like medieval expert thing. Yeah. So one of the big things is if you, like, one of the hardest things to do, if you have like a long sword, because you know, all the guys who have the, the swords, like, on their back. How hard it is to actually get the sword out, but also to resheath it while it's on your back. And one of the things that they did was actually have that open side so that it will actually go into the sheath a little bit. So it is a functional. It is a function functional parts of it. Whether that's actually something that the character actually has, but I do know, uh, very recently I was watching a video that Shadow Percy was doing on that. Hmm. That was interesting. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. That's our look at the talent. So, uh, I don't know if you want to give it a rating, but, I mean, obviously you bought it, but are you, is this a, is this a buy or is this a wait? Uh, actually, if anything, it's I wish I had about $500 to buy a bunch more so I have a fucking army of talents. You know me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, no, I, it's a buy. I mean, it's definitely, uh, if you can only have one, like I can only have one, that's fine. But uh, you want it as a part of your collection, especially if you're going to have, like, you know, if you want all your Gotham City villains, you know, I, I would call it a buy. Absolutely. Adam says, go buy. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I did, because I, the figure that we talked, that we're going to talk about next, actually, I got from New Nerds Oak. Nerds Oak actually kind of does a cool thing. I don't know if Big Bad Toy Store does. I haven't dealt with too many online uh, stores like that. But, like, let's say you have, like, a character where they're, like, a, an army character or whatever, and you want multiples of them. Mm -hmm. You can, he'll let you pre-order, like, five to ten of, because, like, five to ten of that action figure because if you need like you know from Star Wars if you need the Death Troopers, Stormtroopers, uh, you know, from the G.I. Joe classified series, if you want, you know, just some uh some Cobra guys. I just thought that was interesting. I was like, so I was like, so Adam would totally buy like ten talents. <laughs> if I could, I would. So. I bought a bunch of I bought like four of those bat cycles. Oh yeah. Well those those came, uh, yeah, those went on clearance and always looking for the deals. So I think I got mine for like 11 bucks or something. It was ridiculous. Which um, one did you get? You mean the one that you got for Grifter or the, did yeah. you get one of the Batman ones? I got, I got oh, one yeah. of these, yeah, uh, yeah. from, uh, the Batman movie. And then, yeah, I've got one of the White Knight. It's a great bike. It is a great bike. I have two of them. All right. Um, all right. All right so. so, a figure I have been waiting for for a uh, finally came last Ronin. Yeah. 
So because uh, we I, all say. Uh, I I actually have two two figures now, but uh, the first one I bought, uh, or actually the one I got first was from uh, Ben Bishop from Bishop. Uh, his handles Bish Arts. He's actually the artist who did uh, art for for the last Roman comic book, and also did the cover art for the comic book or for the for the box art. So he designed that. Yeah, and you could pre-order uh, the figure directly from him, and if you paid extra, he would sign it for you and do a sketch if you want to pay a little bit extra. Plus, I think there's a deal for like some prints and stuff. Those were limited edition; uh, those are gone. But with the whole series of Last Ronin stuff coming out, more will be available. So this is the first action figure uh, from the Last Ronin line. So. And here we go. Here we go. So this is the last Ronin figure, and it is absolutely glorious. It's got what, three different hands. It's got, uh, so you get a katana, you get Donnie's bow staff, you get one side, and plus you get um, some ninja stars. And plus, Adam, I don't know what these things those are chains for the nunchucks, aren't they? Yeah. Yep. And I tried to set it up kind of like how it is in the first panel of the uh, comic book. But Adam, I don't know what these are, but you get some of those. Okay. Some ninja stars, yeah. the uh, grappling sure hooks with the rope, the whole thing. So, uh, but this as as comic book accurate as you can get even with the way that uh, uh, the sword slides in there with the bow staff and then with that ring with the even they use actual you know a little bit of rope uh, to tie that it's it's freaking fantastic it's yeah. such a good figure I mean it's and, such a good storyline too I've got to read the next issue yeah so I'm going to pull it real quick grab it so Really, for you guys at home, if you haven't read The Last Ronin, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles The Last Ronin, and I haven't finished it either, <clears throat> but I am so grateful that I started it to the point of, like, I can never read it again for the first time. There, put it like that. Yeah, uh, for sure. But, yeah, it, it's such good. But Yeah, yeah. wow. I mean, if, if I mean, brought to you by yeah, NECA. Yeah, this is this is straight out of the comic book. So I mean, it's I mean, it's it's tough when you say, it sounds like stupid when you say, it, but I was like, it's exact like every detail is in this figure. It's freaking fantastic. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna do a little more uh, in depth review on it, but. Uh, so this is the first one that is the uh, armored Michelangelo. Then they have an unarmored uh, Michelangelo coming. And then they're going to go, I guess they're going to go pretty deep into the last Ronin as far as their figure line because it was a very, very successful comic book run. So they're just going to go deep. And then they also have, they're going to continue uh, 
the last Roman story, I believe starting now, starting November, not now, now, but uh, in the month of November, they're supposed to be releasing uh, the la last Ronin, the Lost Years, I think it's what's supposed to be called. And uh, yeah, it's one of those, like I said, I don't want them to screw it up, but also i very excited for the world that they've created. So I'm interested yeah, to see what Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I agree. Uh, you gotta, you gotta take a chance, right? Right. <clears throat> but it's also like, so are, you said you read the first couple issues? First two. First two. So there's three more. And it's just the way it ends, it's kind of like it's so clean and cut where it's like, yay, but also like, man, I want to go. Like, I, I'm interested to see, but at the same time, a little bit scared. So, um, I mean, even the, the different knee pads and, you know, yeah, wow, the sigh and everything. And the way that these even fit on the back here. Like, there's just enough room, and that's how precise they have uh, the measurements for this. Like, they just fit in there. So, uh, go check that out if you can pick one up. I'm scared if I see one of these in the store because it's one be one of those. Like, I might just buy every single one I see. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, no rationale, but I'm just like, I just, I would be so excited every time I see the damn thing. Yeah, I have a bunch of He-Mans like that. Uh, speak, uh, speaking of, I saw some He-Mans today at my excursion to Ulta. And I picked up well, Adam. You picked they up. have some I got they have like a grab bag of comic books there. So for eight bucks, I got I think I got eight comics. Let's Very good got. deal. Let's see what we got. But they had a bunch of He-Man stuff, and kind of a little bit of a shout-out to uh, Neon from uh, Clownfish because they were posting some pictures from Aldi, from Ollie's. I was like, I haven't been to Ollie's in a while. But they had some, some He-Man stuff. They had a lot of, uh, a lot of Marvel stuff very cheap. Really? Yep. Marvel yep. They had Legend, Marvel Legends? Some Marvel Legends. It was they had an entire case of uh Ronin figures from Guardians of the Galaxy. An entire case. <laughs> I was like, it's a great looking figure. <laughs> Ronin figures from Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh Ronin. Oh okay. Ronin, yeah. I got Ronin. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, so uh all right, so I got I Ninja forget their bad guys are so forgettable and yeah. <clears throat> uh, I got Ninja Turtles Annual from 2020, Goosebumps number three, Secrets of the Swamp, Star Wars Adventures number eight, Star Wars Adventures Ghost of Vader's Castle, what? Star Wars Adventures Smugglers Run number one. Mm -hmm. I got. Star Wars Adventures, The Weapon of a Jedi, number two. Nice uh, cover there. Star Wars Adventures, number one, Tales of Villainy. My Little Pony and Transformers, The Magic of Cybertron. How did this comic sell it? Look at that, look at that cover. Look at all the, look at all the ponies. Uh, I, who I was that for? Uh, that's the, I'm the, joking. 
the My Little Pony and Transformer fan a Star Wars High Republic Adventures 3 and 4. Yay. Star Wars. Lovely Star Wars. Nothing like Disney comics. Yeah. Yay. Disney comics. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want, if you got a kid who wants uh, some comic books for relatively cheap, go check out Ollie. It's good stuff. That's right. Comic books. Because that's they're good comic for books. you. You comic see comic books are fun. Funny books. Funny books. And also, Adam, they had a bunch of trade paperbacks. I think they had the Batman. A lot of Batman stuff. I can't remember because I don't want to say the wrong one, but a lot of new fifty two stuff. Ooh. A lot of new fifty two. A lot of Harley Quinn was that the one that I had you at know. my Ollie's. A lot of they, do a, they do a good job in that Harley Quinn book, especially this uh, Amanda Connor stuff of showing that she's nuts, but just that they just never like the stories. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like Harley Quinn from the cartoon, <laughs> from, <coughs> from animated series. <laughs> I, do, I do too. I love that show. And then uh, the, all the other ones where they kind of slutter flutter up a little bit in the whole thing. I'm like, okay. That's fun. Hey. <laughs> Not my favorite, but to each their own. <laughs> so that, that was the extent of my excursion at Ollie's today. So uh, So Ollie's, we gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta yeah. check out Ollie's. Ollie's, if you were I, and I was walking around, and they actually had the thing. So I'm thinking about, Adam, for the show, doing uh -oh. a bit of a toy drive, if you want. Toy drive? Yeah. Like, drive around and look for toys? Or, you know, toys for kids. for Or um, raise toys for the holidays. Okay. Yeah, raise some, yeah. yeah, raise some uh, toys for kids. So I don't know how to do it, but I would like something like that and Ollie's is a great place because they actually have some really fun toys for some kids uh, but yeah that's something we'll get into speaking of something that we should do that we completely blew over that I didn't realize I don't know if you realize you know we missed Adam I feel like a bad show partner what, what did we miss we missed our one year anniversary we did yeah, six weeks ago bro yeah I know we are <laughs> terrible and I was saying, I was like, I knew it was coming up. I was like, not yet, but I was like, pretty close. And then I'm like, Mr. One Year Anniversary. So one of these days, we're going to have to do a one year anniversary stream or we'll get some of our friends of the show on. But I don't know when that's going to be. But. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking, someone I was talking with, with someone last night about the show and asked about how long we have been doing it. I was asked how long we've been doing it. I said, well, that's uh, six weeks ago. It's about a year. And I thought to myself, well, we sure didn't get right in front of that uh, anniversary show. Now, did we? No, that's the unfortunate thing when you try and do a <laughs> nine to five. And when I mean a nine to five, where you work 50 to 60 hours a week and you still try and make time for a show. <laughs> so cause yeah. I know I, you and I both work pretty, pretty good amount of hours. And sometimes it's just like, yeah, certain, certain times things things fall through the cracks so. yeah yeah so but, i was just um, waiting for another broadcast yes 
it's it's fun. Oh. Oh! That did not work out to my advantage. Adam meant to me. knock over all toys. I didn't knock over. I knocked over the king and queen of Atlantis, man. And Superman took him. He's down. Uh, he's like, Ugh, my infinite crisis stand here. Ugh. Damn you. <laughs> Curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. Oh, goodness gracious. It's all right. All right. So we've got a mild mannered reporter here to tell everybody about it. Uh, so, this, all right. This mild mannered reporter, though, can't seem to keep his clothes on. That's right. This week, Clark Kent is Kryptonio. <laughs> All right, that was enough of that. I didn't even mean to do that. I did that. Oh. I can do things, too. <laughs> so, all right, Adam, let's wrap it up. Unless you got anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I do not. All right. Not that I can think of. I mean, we didn't talk about... Captain America as much as I wanted to. That's probably a good thing. So, Yeah, I'm... Oh, that's because we got off on that tangent about the stupid fucking crystal skull. Yeah, I blame... Uh, I blame Harrison Ford. Yeah. I, don't, I just thought... I, the way they... It's almost like uh, the, the way they had to tell Kathleen Kennedy to shut up. I think there's certain... They're like, it seems like a Di very Disney thing, but like we're announce a bunch of stuff, and then like we're just slowly gonna phase it out, and it's not gonna happen because they did that with a lot of Star Wars stuff. I think Marvel's announced a lot of stuff, but at the same time, it's like I don't see, I I don't know what the hell they got going on. Like I said, the only thing I'm interested in is the next Deadpool movie. I'm not even that big of a Deadpool, so when they announce stuff, I'm just like I don't care. They announced. Uh, the new, uh, uh, I want to keep calling him Adam Ant. Not, it's Ant Man. <laughs> well, I, it's yeah, like right. the, when they announce the next, uh, Ant Man movie, I'm just like, I just, I don't care. I don't, it's, I'd rather watch an, I'd rather watch an Adam Ant movie. At this I point. know. Actually, to tell you the truth, man, it's, it's hard to sign up for any of it anymore. It really is. It's, it's, you know, and success is actually the reason some of it's, they've told the good stories. You know what I mean? But they haven't. They haven't, you haven't, you, you haven't introduced like two thirds of your universe yet. You still technically haven't introduced the X-Men. You haven't introduced the Fantastic Four. It, no, the, instead they're going to go ahead with the Thunderbolts. I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know. Should they introduce the? I don't. I don't know if it's achievable anymore. I feel like it's 1997, and we just keep getting Batman and Robin. This week in the theaters, George Clooney is back as Batman, and then the next week it's the same thing, and then the next week it's the same thing. Yeah. Um. And that's because I think the big question was, 
is there superhero fatigue? And I don't think there is. I think there's Marvel slash Disney fatigue. I think there's bad storytelling fatigue. Because yeah. even and, and this is. But I'll say, but Black Adam has been successful. I don't think it's going to crush box office. It's not crushing the box office. It just came off its uh, yeah. second week on the top. But it just crossed a $250 million threshold. Is it going to make its money back? Probably. But I don't think. And I was listening to a stream earlier. Like, oh, is it going to? I was like, it doesn't matter what this movie makes. It's already introduced The Rock. It already has a successful opening week, and that's all they need. They just well, needed, the to, they needed to show Henry Cavill and the and the Rock on the on the big screen. The things this movie needed to do and needed to lift, it did. The it things did, that, it did it did what it what they needed it to do. The problem is what what what's sad about it though is the things that needed to lift this movie up were not in the movie. You know what I mean? He had too much of that kid, and he was movie kid. You know what I mean? No real kid acts like that. You, yeah, you, well, you might as well have had the kid from the last action hero. Right reminded me of. That's exactly what it was, yes. So, But, uh, Adam, is there anything you're actually interested in seeing? Because there is something. It's not comic book related. It's not even nerdy related, but there is a new movie coming out that I want to watch. Is there anything you're looking for? No. Nothing. Not even Aquaman. <laughs> Not a thing. Not even Aquaman 2. I'm looking forward to the next Superman movie with Henry Cavill. That's not even written yet. Yeah, that's 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 not even coming down the pipe. And then uh Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued because they're revamping so much for DC, but like as far as Marvel stuff, I don't care about anything that's Marvel's coming out. It's for me it's all DC right. uh that I'm excited about. But there is a movie that just hit Netflix, and as me, as a little bit of a history buff and nerd, um, there has not been nearly enough attention paid to, at least cinematically, in, to World War One. I. I know we uh, went and saw 1917 when in the theater. Thought that was a very good movie. Uh, that's one of those movies. Like World War One, I, I think really just gets glossed over. Uh, oh sure. And it's one of those, like, you don't realize, like, especially with how much attention that was paid to World War II and all the video games and everything, I was like, you don't realize how terrible World War I was. And one of the movies that just hit Netflix is All Quiet on the Western Front. And I've been trying to get through the audiobook of it, um, but it, it's, it's rough. That's, I know... Did you end up? Did you ever have to read that for school? Because I know that's kind of like a staple of uh, school literature. Uh no, I did not. Yeah, I didn't. And it, let's be honest, I'm not much of a hey, let's go read this classic, you know, literature yeah. book. Uh, so I'm trying to get through. It's that's a freaking rough listen, and then I can only imagine what the movie's going to be. The but, but the movie looks fantastic. It looks like cinematically, it looks it looks. Well, great. I can't wait to see it then. Anything's different. I need to change a pace for, for movies. I, I need to see I need to see a film. And that's and that's kind of where I'm at. I was like, ooh, like you said, a film, like ooh, cinema, not not superhero, not nerdy, like something that's it's unfortunately it's gonna be incredibly grounded. It's gonna, I can only assume it's gonna be 
a rough watch. But uh, yeah, I I'm a history nerd, so I I like uh, watching history movies, even though I know they're not terribly accurate usually. But if they stick to the book, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be brutal. But should be a good movie. Yeah, good deal. Yeah, I'm into it. But, all right, Adam. Uh, anything else? Any final words for the people? No, thank you, Planet Houston. Thank you for letting us do what we do. Yeah, thank you, guys. So if you want to, like I said earlier, if you want to see what we're talking about on the show, you can go to our Facebook and Instagram, and you can uh, either comment it, let us know what you what you think of the topic that we're going to talk about. Uh, if you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, go over there and check us out, The Escape with Nick and Adam. And if you want to download the podcast and take us with you and listen to us wherever you want to, we are on all the uh, major podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and Google Podcasts. So, learn that. Thank you so much, and good night, America. Love you, folks.